3: And for the next little while, it is my job to take your mind off the craziness of the world out there. Get it refocused in on some good old fashioned rock and roll. Guys, welcome back, man. We were off the whole month of November, all for the Thanksgiving break and all that man. Hopefully, all you guys had a great Thanksgiving. hoping you guys got some much needed time with family friends and I'm hoping you guys are keeping your sanity out there. I missed all the holiday rush right now, guys. Just wanted to welcome you guys back. We have a great show for you this evening. We'll be joined by level I and Mark Ambrosia after that guys. If you did not make it out to our toy drive Saturday night, you missed an amazing time. The, the highlight I think of rock and roll union happened at the end of Saturday night. And it was just a very special moment for everyone that was involved. And, uh, it's just something that legends are made out of. Anyway, switching gear. Well, I'm kind of keeping the same gears. If you guys did not get the chance to come out, you still want to donate to the Rock and Roll Union Toy Drive. You can do that this Saturday night in Williamstown. The address is on our events page. We are having a kick-ass christmas episode the christmas episode of the podcast will run from 6 to 8 p.m and then we'll be having a party afterwards christmas party man this is our first ever official christmas party we had our first year we had an unofficial christmas party with three chords money rat rod and lady diesel this christmas party rat rod will be laying it down for us again really looking forward to it and uh just having a lot of a lot of good time out there. We'll have games, we'll have food, we'll have it all and it's BYOB. It's an all ages show. All you gotta do is bring an unwrapped unwrap brand new toy, and you're in, man. You you, you just can't beat that. The beginning of twenty twenty one. I can't believe we're closing it out already. Um, in the beginning of twenty twenty one. We had a memorial show. It was our very first show of the year. Um, We paid homage to Pete from Lady Diesel, Cyanide Saints, all those bands that he was a part of. He was such a big part of the scene, such a big part of all of our lives. And uh, we kicked that show off. We kicked the year off with a show for him. So, in that vein, we're now past the one-year mark of the passing of Pete. In honor of him, his family, and anyone else that could be listening, here is Cyanide Saints with Christmas wrap. Possibly One of the only shows left out there Still playing the bloody stools That is Santa's Dead Big shout out to my friend Vinny Man. Hope all is well with you my brother So switching, well not switching I keep saying switching but we're not switching Back on to the Christmas music And uh, still with Pete in mind Here's a little bit of Lady Diesel Oh no it's Christmas What's up bud? Hey, man, it's Christmas time and shit. Indeed it
4: is. I feel like doing something a little Christmassy today. Something bluesy, something swaggery, something rock and rolly. What do you think? I'm kind of curious where you're going with this. What do you got? Well, I got a place I'm going. I can show you too It goes kind of like this. All right.
3: One of the highlights of this year was uh, having d snyder's guitars call in man that's off the new d snyder album that came out this year that was proved me wrong guys we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back we're going to be joined by the boys in level eye don't go anywhere
1: have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why
3: and you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything. Nah, everything's peachy.
1: Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving.
3: Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp
0: is closed, they won't let us park because of the uh, Air Force One.
1: Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast.
5: 513 declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left.
1: We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: Hey,
3: this is a Total Pack. It's Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
4: Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for
6: check out In The Room
4: every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in.
6: Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm.
4: And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a
6: party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then Uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting
4: into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation
0: the Rocky
2: War.
1: Everybody loves
2: Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that.
4: Yes, yeah, you guys are busting
2: me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app.
6: Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the Vocnation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stack of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, nah, here you get ready to get
4: nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to
7: get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty
2: sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
3: Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. we got a big event going on this Saturday night in Williamstown. It is our Christmas episode of the podcast and we're also having a major Christmas party. Music provided by Rat Rod. And not only that, but we have a major announcement that we're going to reveal to you guys about the direction, about the future of Rock and Roll Union. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere, man. We're just getting started. But we're gonna have a lot of great music Saturday night food. BYOB, and the only thing you got to use to get in is a brand new unwrapped toy to help out the family of uh, the Division of Family Services of Salem County, guys. It's a lot of kids that could really use the extra help this time of year. Let's show them that, they, that they're that loved, that somebody cares out there for them. We're going to be uh, joined momentarily by the boys in Level Eye. They laid it down for us Saturday night, and What a show man What a show If you weren't in location If you weren't there You missed a great night I'll tell you another band that really uh, Psychedelic elders killed it as well Opening up that whole show And I'll tell you what Aside from Scott McClatchy Who I, I can't stress to you enough What that night was like But there was also a young band there called Moonroof that was just incredible. Uh, We found all ourselves dancing, jumping around, like having a good time, man. I thought I was like in my teens again. But they were a great band. They'll be coming up on the show. Not tonight, but we're getting them scheduled as we speak. And, guys, just an amazing night of music, of camaraderie, of People actually just caring enough to be there. So, once again, guys, you have Saturday night to come out to party with us, BYOB. We're not in a bar, but you can BYOB. That's a hell of a lot cheaper than going out to a bar. Guys, we're going to have a good time. It's all ages. You can bring the kids. We're going to have fun, guys. We're just going to have a nice time of bringing our union brothers and sisters together. And it's just going to be a great time. Anyway, Switching gears, this next band has been on my radar. They played a Rock for Recovery way back when. And what a great group of guys, man. I, I, I've i known Danny for a while. And uh great guy. And I believe we have him on the line now. Thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union. Who's this?
8: ACT, it's Mark. What's up, man?
3: Hey, Mark, how are you, man? I was just prefacing these guys, man, still waiting for Danny to call in, but I got a feeling he'll be a little late as usual. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) So how long, uh, getting into the band a little bit, how long have you guys been playing together? How long have you known each other?
8: Level up collectively. We've probably been going on about four and a half, five years now. uh... What's up, CT? (laughs) Hey,
7: hey. (laughs) (laughs)
8: <laughs> me, uh, Rob, and uh, Dan We've known each other 20 plus years Wow yeah,
3: Now did you time. guys play in any other kind of uh, Other arrangements in that time Knowing each other?
8: Oh uh, yeah, me and Rob met in high school At an old, old high school band That was that was fun and Then we uh, got back together again For a reunion show And that ended up turning into Level Eye When the other two members of the old band dropped out Cool. Hey, C.C.,
1: hey, C., you want to know how they got back together?
3: <laughs> How's that?
1: Because I scared the living shit sh- sh- z- out of Rob. Uh, they, were, Rob and Mark weren't talking, and we went to a party. They were completely avoiding each other from a past fight that lasted <laughs> way too long, and I brought them back both to our house. I sat them down at our kitchen table, and I said, You You apologize? You apologize? <laughs> You pong together, start another band, and they were like, oh, we don't know what to do. I was like, I'm going to leave. You're going to work this out?
8: We did. it has been and true love ever since.
1: five years later, they're still here.
3: <laughs> so uh, in a normal, common band, there there's bound to be fights. There's bound to be arguments. Do you guys go through any of that mess? Eh,
8: we're pretty chills. We realize, you know when we started doing this, we're like, we're just going to write stuff for us. We're doing this for fun. You know, we're not trying to, you know, make it big. We're all in our 40s. You know what I mean? We're just – it's our hobby. It's our passion. You know, we just love doing it. So we don't – we don't really squabble like that.
3: Now, the one thing i got to say, Mark, that I realized with you, as opposed to – and honestly, I didn't know this about you until Saturday night – and I believe we got uh, Danny on the line with us, but I didn't realize how deep your music repertoire went. As far as Level Eye is concerned, you guys have an obvious, like, grunge feel, 90s kind of rock era feel to you guys. But there. That's that hell on stage, that's why. <laughs> guys, welcome Danny, <laughs> man. And uh, I, I, I just got to say, Mark, like, Hearing you talk about Van Morrison and other bands, like where do your major influences come from?
8: Oh my god! Uh, like you said, Van Morrison, any kind of classic rock. I'll even do some folk, you know, uh, some pop. I'll try to, Lindsey Lindsay forces me in with some little bit of country, but we won't go there.
2: Oh shit! <laughs> <on. laughs> <Man, laughs>
8: I love Slayer. I love death metal. I love. Rock, by anything that's fun, man. Just like catchy, groovy. Some of my big references growing up, while I started playing guitar, was uh, you know Scotty and you know Among the Living came out in the year of the Big Four, you
4: know. Oh yeah.
8: Anthrax, Talented Slayer, just lit a fire. Now,
3: Danny, Danny, how about you, man? Like, I, I obviously know I noticed some like Pearl Jam influences there, some like Soundgarden. But what else yeah. do you have going on that uh that you grasp onto
7: well, when I was young, it was definitely you know I'm a Seattle brat all the 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 Seattle bands grabbed me. I love the dirty feel, but before that, I was exposed to all the pop and I love Michael Jackson and I love the move, I love the dance and. You know, in the past 10 years, all this music has come out and nobody's even paying attention because it's not quote-unquote mainstream. But I think all those outlets are gone. You know what I mean? Everybody can just grab what they want now. And uh, lately I've been into nothing but females. I I love uh, Tune Yards and Kimbra. I found somebody that was, uh, I didn't even know, was apparently on uh, America's Got Talent or something, Remy Wolf. I mean, she's amazing. Uh, you know, anything that gets my, my middle wiggling, you know what I mean? <laughs> but,
8: Love uh, the wiggle.
7: No, nah, the four of us, the four of us, I, I tried to explain to somebody, I I said the four of us, you know, being level-eyed, we make what we make. Like, this is what the four of us are producing. And we always comment amongst ourselves how nobody's ever playing the same thing. Like we're not all just popping power chords, but yeah, gotta to pop together. Right.
4: Yeah,
7: and yeah, I, you
3: know, I gotta I gotta mention that there is a funkiness to some of the stuff that you guys do. Uh, kudos to your bass player, and there, there's just a rhythm that some of your music has that is just infectious.
7: And thank you, really, that's awesome.
3: And, you, you know, it, it's just, and hearing where some of the, the lyric content comes from. Now, as far as writing material is concerned, who handles what in the band?
7: Uh, go ahead, Mark. Well, Mark,
8: we all write yeah, kind of the lyrics, but really, I think at heart, the heart of it, no pun intended, is just Watching Dan get his heart kicked I mean,
2: <laughs>
8: over the years. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we poured out on paper, man. It's, it it sucks to see him go through it, but you know what? It's a beautiful mess when it comes out on paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's but really then, it's,
7: nah, it's the four of them. It, it, the structure comes from the other ones, though. I mean, I appreciate that, Marcus. You know, I love you, brother. What's up? But no, no, no. Levelize is levelize a result of, um, uh, you know, what, are, what did we say that one night? You know, let's grab that ball of energy in the middle of the room and then disperse it to everybody else. So we had because to come you, up with that ball in the middle of the room first, and that's that's their structure. That's their.
8: It's you like know, the, actually the first to completely collective band I've ever been a part of. You know. Like, Dan will come up with a exactly,
7: lick. Exactly, yeah, better. exactly.
8: He's got an idea that just turns into something, and we'll all add something to it. Nothing is one person's mm-hmm. baby. It's just all ours.
7: No. That's nope, yeah. I've never been in a band like this before.
3: Now, I know you guys in. just recently released on streaming platforms uh, the yeah. new music that you guys have out. Uh Saturday, Where can people no find that? Fact. Yeah, Saturday. Where? where can people find that and now what went into the recording process
8: well first to tell you where to find it which is literally everywhere you can think of over 150 different streaming platforms so just for my own benefit i wanted to see how cool it was i asked our alexa to play one of our songs suffer love and then i opened the shazam app to see if it would recognize it it didn't it just i got a big kick out of it
4: that's awesome oh wow that's cool that's so cool (laughs) <laughs>
8: we had chills, yeah. Well, when <laughs> we first started uh, recording, uh, the, the demo we released, the 10-song demo, is literally our first song we wrote together and the last one we wrote together up to the point where we started the recording process. And that started
4: yep.
8: well, three years ago. Our, our bassist, Ed, once yeah. wanted to learn how to use the recording software and just we self-produced it and he le- learned it as he went along and Got really good at it, man. But doing it one day a week, two days a week, took a long time. But it turned out well.
7: Kudos to Ed. He definitely he he did
3: just that. He he learned and and he did it.
8: <laughs> Seriously. Yeah.
3: Now wondering if you guys could school me on something that I was always a little uh, curious about, and I don't know if more goes into it or less goes into it than I think. But uh, as far as like tracking an album is oh concerned, and deciding what goes <laughs> there. How Depending into that song, do you guys man, get?
8: Some songs have, you know, 40 different tracks, so, you know, we'll have 10 drum Not tracks. Ours,
7: though. We kept this in, though.
8: Yeah. Except in some parts, you know. You got, you got clean yeah. transitions, you got fills, you got leads, you know, drums are always going to be 9, 10, 12, 12 tracks. Uh, mm-hmm. Backup fulls lead vocal, layer harmonies, you know, we doubled the guitars. No, they we didn't up. go We're... excessive. Yeah, we didn't go excessive. We wanted to keep it live sounding for the most part.
3: Now, you guys have played all over. Uh, you're, you're from South Jersey, same as me. But yeah. unfortunately, there's not any place in South Jersey to play for original music. Any places outside of South Jersey that you guys love to play? Any favorite venues? The
8: Fire in Philly's got a great stage, but that's, again, that's in Philly. It's not South Jersey.
7: Yeah.
3: Um,
8: Hotshot seems to have a great stage, but I don't know how big they are on original music. Um, where you did your uh, Rock for Recovery. That was yes. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh... am. Right. Jersey's dried up, man. Like. The pennant was, like, one of the coolest places to play back in the day, and they're, they're Hell yeah.
3: I think uh, I think many of us came up through that White Trash Wednesday.
8: <laughs> oh, yeah. We <Yeah>. just <laughs> Beat the clock night, man. Beat the
4: clock.
3: Hell, yeah. Oh, boy. And man, uh, I think that was one of the guys back then. <laughs> So man, we were under eight, man.
8: That clock. Our first band played at Loud and Local, man. They used to, like, pass in beer, and, like, <laughs> like 17 years old. I'm like, wow, no uh-huh. one of you guys wrote a business.
3: But it's a I lot
7: different
8: to, now.
2: Definitely.
3: I kept saying in the beginning of the show uh, that we were part of something special Saturday night, and it's kind of hard for me to even put into words exactly uh. What went down Saturday night, uh, but it was just well, one of those magical of, uh, like moments that. How do you it guys?
8: Describe with it? Seeing Moonroof play first off, they just Hell played yeah. hard, and just seeing like the, the generational transfer of like just respect and knowledge and experiences was was awesome, and they, they hung around and. We just all went inside, grabbed a beer. Scott was sitting there, Scott McClatchy with, with Dave. And they just started jamming, man, like telling war stories. and man, It was so impressive. It was, it was lightning in a bottle. It was like something that would never happen again. Just wow. One of the most memorable nights ever there at the Nail.
1: Anyone that was not there missed the probably coolest, chillest, most. Like CTU and I were talking, like it, it, like we keep thinking about it, like you can't get it out of your head. Yeah. It's it, it's just it's it chills.
8: Yeah. It's like, I, I didn't realize the likes Scott had had. All his connections. It <clears throat> you was know, just amazing, you know. He's just like, oh yeah, me and Brian Adams and you know Bogarty, Bogarty and you know, whatever Grant <laughs> like, he just throwing names out. I'm like, yeah, he's showing pictures and it's like thousands of people out there. Like, wow. Hey, I,
3: There was a moment that I found myself kind of chuckling to myself because he was like, yeah, I was playing with a guy, his name's Dion, and
4: <laughs> I'm like,
3: who doesn't know? That? Well, I mean, maybe the younger, the guys that hung out from uh, Moonroof may have not known that, but God, Dion, that's like my, like, that's what I go back to. And, and The guys from
1: Moonroof were so... The, the looks on their faces were were so they didn't know the music like we know it. Like they didn't know the words, they didn't they really don't know the error, but the respect and the the enjoyment and the love and like just oh it's like it was that ball of energy was, Dan talked like about the camaraderie was ridiculous. I gotta I mean, say like, there
3: was a moment aside from Scott playing, I remember hanging out with Scott uh You, Scott, on stage, Um, after all this stuff has been taken off and everybody's kind of hanging on the stage talking, and I looked at Scott, and Moonroof was just taking in every word of advice. Just standing there quietly and respectfully, and I think that's a big thing that, you know, maybe that's going to help them elevate to that next level because there's a lot of that respect missing from the younger generational musicians.
8: Couldn't um, agree more, man. And, and they already have over a million something, you know, subscribers and listeners on Spotify. They're they're not doing too bad, man. But they still were
1: They were humbled. glued. They were glued. It's awesome. They couldn't look away.
3: And I remember it was Danny that kinda got me into them. Uh we we just started a party. I remember everybody dancing, everybody moving, and like yeah. like I said in the beginning of the show, I felt like a teenager again, man. That stuff was just Moonroof's music. It's got a feel to it.
8: It really does. That cover of the yeah, yeah, yeah maps they did. Oh my God. It floored me. Shout out to
3: Chris from The Nail because Chris was the one that brought them into the show. And oh, wow. so Hi. happy he did.
8: Me too. Yeah, we're going to to him. I still,
1: I still have yet to post a video of CTU Dan. Mark, just jumping up and down like <laughs> teenagers. I have a video of you guys. I mean, you guys were so pumped
8: so watching
1: Moonrow. Ra- R- R-
8: and R- yet, so uncoordinated. We were trying to do that dance where we put our <laughs> one foot in feet. we were all falling no, over. No, we like, were
4: not. No.
8: Well, you and Dan were okay, but then as I joined it in, it got all messed up. The uh,
1: <laughs> video is classic. I'll post it after the That's podcast. Yeah, Mark. Too. It's
8: so classic.
7: What's that? <laughs> That's
1: the Gout. Oh, the <laughs> Gout.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now no, they we were a lot of fun, man. they were. The other thing we must mention from Saturday night, and it's one of those unfortunate things, is who oh. the hell put the curse on the step? Everybody. Oh, was, no. No.
4: Oh.
8: We love Griff. First off. We love Griff. Yeah. <laughs> he handled it gracefully, man, and Joe, like, let Dan's guitar stand, and, like, stuck, they stuck around. It's, it again, yeah, another
7: it was generational thing.
8: Up. It's just cool. But it was not I had the curse of the staff. I think Dan <laughs> fell uh, victim to it as well.
7: Uh, we were all falling all over ourselves.
8: <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, there's traveling drum sets, fallen singers, falling. <laughs> Fans.
1: drinks, almost ruining equipment.
8: Yeah. <laughs> oh. It ended up being
4: such
7: an it was epic a great time, life. though.
8: It really was. It was
7: extreme therapy for me.
3: Okay. Yeah, We know you need it, Danny.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
7: had a blast. I absolutely did. I always enjoy you guys. Everybody there is like. And that new band, The Young Cats, coming up, that was great to see. But Psychedelic Elders, they blew me away. I definitely watched that. I was like, I I didn't expect anything because I don't go in in with any expectations. You know, you don't want to have any preconceived notions about other bands. We've already learned our lesson about that. And they had a great time. They were awesome.
3: I gotta give respect to the band that I can't pronounce their name. Because their Bora, bass Bora. player There it is. Bora, Bora. The the bass Bora, player fucked out and oh, they Bora. played the gig without him. To the fact like when they first got up there, I was like, Is this the McClatchy duo? Because like there's two guys here. And the fact that they continued and were as professional as they were and played the songs that they played, they did a great job as well.
1: A hundred percent. They started out covering the Beatles. Take like, her wrong there. That's balls. It's ballsy.
3: Man. So, as far as Level Eye, how can people go about finding the band on social media, websites, that kind of thing? Well,
8: Facebook, Level Eye Band. You could email us directly, leveliban at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, LevelEye, uh, Pandora, Amazon, uh, all the major streaming services you could think of.
3: Any and, uh, any upcoming gigs?
8: Uh, I think the next one taking... will be in February. February. On uh, the 13th, February, February
3: 19th. Nice. Good venue. And, and – you know,
8: uh, there, so I'm looking forward to it.
3: As far as the future of uh, Level Eye, what are you guys hoping to achieve in 2022?
8: Uh, hopefully a whole other set of songs that we can put out again. More more gigs, just more fun, more laughs, you know.
7: More folks, go. definitely. Yeah. Just more folks in general, all around. Yeah. We all need it. Man, I,
1: I, I, the thing I, about Love Eyes, like just the and for one second, is they always come up with something different and new. Like they always, they always surprise me with like a, a new song that they write, and it's it's not it's not necessarily the way they were going. It's totally out of left field, and it's like, where where did that come from? Whoa! Like like it's because. Like how Mark was talking about how they're really collaborative. They really are. Like one person will come up with a riff or a, like a, like a anything, and and then they all just kind of like like one mind like come together and it just flows.
8: We all have different styles too, different ways of playing. You know, Dan with his with his grunge. He's got that great tone to his voice. You know, Ed's like the master. Tail writer and you know hook maker. Rob brings it all together. You know, what I mean, Dan came to us with a song that he had, I think a riff from his old band, turned, turned it into a song called "Supper Love." And we always closed Absolutely. With it. Absolutely. It was so a collaborative effort. There's so much energy to it, and that was when I think we really, really felt like we had something. So my last Can question.
3: Can I say for... something real quick? Go of ahead, Dan.
7: Can I comment on that? Nah, the, the, this band level I it, it 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 came at a time uh, when I think the four of us needed it anyway. You guys were getting back into music. You had done a few shows with uh, Chucky Chuck, and yeah. um, you you put that little little feeler out to me, and I responded, and I didn't have any hopes or expectations, but we hit on that one dumb riff, and I said it the first night. Did everybody else feel that? And of course, I got picked on. Like, no, nobody's feeling that. Go sit down, weirdo, hippie. <laughs> but everybody felt it. And that's why, you know, here we are. And like Mark said, yeah, we got more tunes on the way. There's three or four that are already peaking the senses and making us wiggle, you know? It,
8: it, yeah, hey, we opened the. I don't, I don't know. What, it was one on uh, Saturday, the Ossipy. I
6: yeah,
8: there, no, no, no. It, it's well, to to it new, up. yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely. With the new tracks, are you guys looking to play them before you record them, or are you the other way around?
7: Oh, yeah. Well, right yeah. we played Ossiphy, definitely.
8: Sure. Yeah, that's like the first new ready one we open the set with. And that's, that's, yeah. Solidify the rest of them. You know, you got to gauge crowd response, you know. see people are bobbing their heads and what needs to be worked on, smooth them out. I mean, it's like a comedian working on his material.
3: so my last question for you gents since you're both guitarists uh, favorite equipment what's your favorite guitar to play
8: shut their hands down every time
7: Danny well I'm not yeah I'm not exactly like I'm not into the equipment and such I've had the same guitar for many a, a, a moon. maybe I'm partial because it's a Hamer and I'm German so I stick with that it never fails me you know that thing is reliable so resilient like
3: your monkey So, guys thank you so much for spending time on your Monday night with us and uh, thanks for having us dude dude, I will see uh, hopefully I'll see some of you guys on Saturday night and uh, the rest will catch up soon guys thank you so much
8: Thank you. Yeah, we'll be there Absolutely. for you. Remember, check us out on Spotify, Level I Band.
3: Oh, you know what, guys? rock roll. There was one other question I wanted to ask you before we close out. I'm getting ready to play your track, your your namesake. How did this song uh, come about?
8: How did song come about? By accident. <laughs> By accident. By accident. We had a thing at practice called quiet time between sets. I think I was just fiddling around at low volume, trying not to bother anybody. And Dan was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And we just kind of built it from there, man. And like I said, everyone constructed it piece after piece. And one night just came out. And we didn't oh, know what to name ironic. our band. We liked Level Eye. We, but now we're called Level Eye. And we have a song called Level Eye.
4: <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> we were playing every Thanks, band so- in like
3: Well, guys, thank you once again, and uh, you guys have a great rest of your week. I'll see you guys soon.
8: Thank you, too, CT.
3: Good night.
0: General Adon, Hito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger, Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOCNation.
6: Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOCNation for
1: Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests.
5: Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting
6: with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOT Nation. Be there or be Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, vocnation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. vocnation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday night's 9 Eastern on the VOC Nation Radio Network.
2: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
3: Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast. Guys, big shout out and thank you to our our boys over at Level I for joining us this evening. Our next guest, Mark Ambrosia, another South Jersey guy, man. This is just South Jersey night. Really, uh, really happy for that. There's so much talent, so much music coming out of South Jersey, and no venue for it. How much does that suck? So if anyone out there is listening and can help with that, we'd love to hear from you. You can call in here at 914-338-1885 if you ever want to chime in about anything, that number once again, 914-338-1885. Once again, I'm going to reiterate it to you guys. I'm going to pound it out, the whole show. Saturday night, if you're not partying with us, I guess you're just not partying with us. So, uh, Rat Rod will be playing live. We'll be doing our podcast live from 6 to 8 p.m. Games, fun, the whole time for the podcast. And then after the podcast, 8 o'clock starts, our Rock and Roll Union Christmas party. Live music once again from Rat Rod. And a couple surprise musical guests joining us. And it's just going to be a blast, guys. Really going to have a good time. BYOB. Uh, We'll have food. We'll have snacks out there. And it's an all-ages show. All you need is a brand-new unwrapped toy for kids that are in much need of some cheering up this Christmas season. So, guys, we are looking forward to Talking to Mark Ambrosia, who will be calling in momentarily, we're going to look and play a little music, man. It's been a while. Um, You know what? I'm going to give a big shout out to my boy Bill McClintock. Here is Van Wonder with Chained Up Tight." That's a big shout out to my boy, Bill McClintock, man. If you guys love stuff like that, if you like mashups, Bill is the premier, man. I'm telling you, his listens are getting millions of listens to on YouTube. Make sure you check him out. Bill, thank you for letting us play you on the show. So changing gears here, guys. I want to introduce you to another South Jersey local artist, man, and uh, really excited to have him on board with us. Guys, help us welcome Mark Ambrose. Mark, you with us, brother. Hello. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Man, thank you so much. It, it was so funny. Like, we didn't know where each other was in the entire United States or world, for that <laughs> matter. And it just so happened to be that we were probably within 25 miles of each other. Yeah. <laughs>
5: um, so, yeah, probably, yeah, probably like 20 minutes yeah, <laughs> right down the river yeah. or something.
3: So, getting down to it, man. How long have you been playing and uh, how's the theme been to you? So let's
5: see um, I guess my first e p was about maybe eight years ago, and uh, but I've been singing since I was like five years old. I started singing you know gospel and blues, and then got into high school and was in like a rock cover band and then from there I started, you know, writing my own songs and the rest is kind of in history. But I'm you know, the scene has been, you know, pretty pretty good to me always. It's uh, you know, Jersey's a pretty storied uh pretty storied area um yeah. for musicians and, and art and so it's it's been you know fertile ground for, for me and I think for a lot of other people in that sort of indie Jersey uh you know situation.
3: Now as far as doing uh shows or gigs do you lean towards doing covers or original stuff or in how much of your show would you say is both?
5: So, uh, you know, I, I haven't done as many shows in recent years, but uh, when I choose to play shows, I I stick to the originals um, for the most part. I'm not really a, uh, you know, one of those guys who's out there, you know, doing like three-hour cover sets, or, and maybe trying to sneak in one or two original sure. songs. And you know, the the gigs I usually chase are the ones where I'm, I'm able to really design an evening of original music, and you know, maybe a couple covers if I if I want to. But you know,
3: really the emphasis is is on my own my own art. And with your art, where have, like, how was growing up for you? How was, like, what were your influences? And how old were you when you got into playing music?
5: So, yeah, for me, I mean, I think that we're all, you know, sort of products of what the people around us, the adults around us grew up listening to. Um, For me, you know, that, um, uh, that consisted of, on my dad's side, things like Tom Petty and um uh, Rolling Stones um my mom was totally into the sort of singer-songwriter realm of things so there was a lot of um uh, goodness Joni Mitchell and James Taylor and Fleetwood Mac gotcha. and uh, she was also into Bee Gees and stuff like that so um and then uh, you know I had grandparents who were into country and my grandmother was big into uh, Rod Stewart and Celine Dion so I had a lot of music coming at me in all directions and so gotcha. I was able to you know pull from a lot of different sources of, of you know what I was listening to and sort of trying to find my own way within that you know that music I was taking in
3: gotcha and I mean at what age did you realize hey I want to do this I want to play like, and what was your first <laughs> instrument
5: so uh, I I for almost instantly really i i knew i was ready it's um i remember watching um old home movies of like uh, a family vacation in disney world and i was 2 years old at the time and there was some sort of you know music being played live and i ran right up to the stage and just started dancing and it's right there on videotape and that to me is the moment i think i knew i wanted to, to make music even though i didn't really you know was able to fact you know Create any opinions or, or dreams. Right, but that was, I think, where the music got into me, and then it didn't take long for me to really realize there's something here that is for me, and something that I want to claim as my own. Um, and then as far as you know, instruments go, uh, for me, it was, um, it was all about singing. Singing is what came naturally to me. That's. Um, uh, one day I just opened up my mouth, started singing, and realized, oh, it doesn't sound too bad. And then other <laughs> people around there are like, "You sound really good." And so <laughs> that just sort of began everything. So it was really just started out as singing, and then when I started writing, it were just sort of words on paper. And then eventually, I, you know, teamed up with some other musicians who helped me put music to my words. And then eventually started, you know, forming playing my own music. You know, forming my own way of of playing piano and. Um, that was sort of my instrument of choice and, and pretty much has remained so. Um, you know, I've, I've done a little bit of guitar, but usually the, I leave the guitar playing to better players than myself. But um, I write a lot on piano, and, and I do love writing bass parts too. So,
3: Now, is it something to do that does with the rhythm that gets you into those bass parts?
5: Totally, totally. I love
3: – you know, it, it sort of comes from
5: my old – you know, roots of gospel and blues, you know, blues and having music that was sort of all about the boogie. And so being able to like write, write some bass parts is totally, you know, brings that back into the forefront, trying to find the groove and give the song its its feel. And that's, that's always a huge, uh,
3: huge part of the process for me. And uh, as far as current music or what you're listening to currently, uh, who do you pull from now? Who do you like listening to? So you know, uh, it's it's funny. Still,
5: I um, I, I still sort of fall back on a lot of old familiar favorites for me. You know, uh, I, I, I no matter how many times I listen to them, I continue to learn something new. And so those people are like uh, Lindsay Buckingham and Bill Withers, oh, uh, Nora Jones. Uh, that's you know a, a lot of Indigo Girls. Um, so those singer songwriters like Mary Chapin Carpenter, Tracy Chapman, Leonard Cohen, all that type of stuff. Um, Singer-songwriters, sort of classic rock, alternative, um, uh, contemporary, that's that's sort of where I've always been able to find a lot of uh, great inspiration and always something new to discover with each listen. And that's still true today all these years later.
3: Now, you brought up Tom Petty earlier. Is there anything in like that Americana that you like to pull from? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I think I I think
5: there's especially on this new EP there's sort of hints of of uh sort of Tom Petty type stuff. I you know, I think of uh called album he dead in the 90s uh, I think uh Wildflowers I think it was called. Yeah. yeah. Um and so I I think that you know there's a lot of that type of influence on this new EP I've done. You know, it's it's sort of acoustic and more roots rock and that
3: sort of uh, ascribed to that Tom Petty thing a little bit. So let's get into that new album. Uh, when did it come out? What's the name of the album? Uh, could you give us a little bit of info behind the album? Yeah. Yeah.
5: So um, about a year ago, a little over now, um, I went back into the studio and was ready to cut some new songs and um, ended up cutting 19 new songs, which, um, Uh, was a lot more than I went in with and was a lot more than I thought would actually stick. Um, But we came out with 19 brand new songs and um, sort of had this thinking of, well, what, what to do with all these? Is this going to be two separate albums? Is it going to be just one big album? Is it going to be four EPs? You know, we, we didn't quite know, but um, what ended up happening was, um, you know, when I was going through the songs and seeing what meshed well together Uh, 15 of the songs worked really well as a strong, solid album. And and that'll be going out next year at some point. And then the other four songs were all acoustic and sort of just held together really well as, as an acoustic EP, which, um, came out on November 19th and it's called the enormity of trees and the essence of
3: rain. Nice. And as far as, uh, putting that music out first, was there any, uh, any idea or reasoning behind what came out now, or is it just like kind of like the first round of releasing things?
5: Um, It just, you know, I I think it was almost more of a, uh, a a logistical reason why it came out first, you know, um, I thought it might be a better idea to sort of put some acoustic stuff out first and then, you know, sort of work our way up to the album, which is a little bit more eclectic in terms of style and, is is you know not an acoustic record it's it's you know uh, much more expansive in terms of versatility and stuff like that and um and also you know the uh, in terms of trying to get something out for this year it was it was a lot um it was a much more easier feat to just mix and master a, an acoustic ep than a you know a full length album so we well, are sure. still actually finishing uh, we're just getting ready to master the album um but um you know we thought it would be a good idea to put the ep out in the meantime
3: now as far as marketing uh how did the album how did you release the album and like how did you go about like trying to push now you said you don't play a whole lot of shows so you got to have other avenues of getting that music out there absolutely yeah no i mean thanks to people like you and podcasts
5: like this and stuff that that always has a huge help but um you know social media is, is huge now and Um, So, you know, there's always Instagram and Facebook and um, uh, TikTok, which I've just recently joined. And so, um, you know, things like that are hugely beneficial uh, to me and to a bunch of artists in the same boat that I'm in. So, you know, that's sort of the way of of
3: music today. Man, it's just amazing. I mean – one of the benefits to the way music is right now is that you're able to i agree with you find things that maybe you wouldn't have heard otherwise, and as far as uh, people finding the album, where can they find the the music at so I'm on apple music um spotify um
5: youtube uh let's see all the all the online music um outlets um title. Um, so anywhere you find music, you can find uh, Mark Ambrosia
3: music um, and Amazon, awesome. too, and,
5: and all those things.
3: Now, Mark, do you plan on uh, doing any kind of performances behind this? Or are you going to do any live shows now that you have this music coming out? Are you trying to step a little bit more into that role? Yeah, so we're, we're sort of starting to have conversations about
5: that, that, that likely after the new year, Um, you know, we'll probably be kicking up some uh, acoustic sets at like wineries and stuff like that, which I always loved playing wineries. I haven't done that in years. And so I thought it would be fun to, you know, maybe do something a little bit more low key and just, you know, me and maybe two guitar players and, uh, you know, play some, uh, you know, play the songs from the EP and then sort of revisit some of my other work that was more sort of fence heavy or full band oriented and sort of arrange them acoustically for a, for that type of setting. So that's sort of what we're talking about right now. Awesome.
3: Would love to see it. And uh, any upcoming shows or anything like that, please post them to the rock and roll union page so we can make sure we follow along with you. Um, Absolutely. My last question for you, Mark is I'm getting ready to play your song. I will. Could you tell us a little bit about that song? Yeah. So I will is a song
5: that I uh, co-wrote actually with uh, my buddy, Amir Hader, um, and he's, uh, over in London. And we wrote this together during the, uh, COVID lockdown last year, um, via Skype. So, you know, uh, everyone was, you know, locked up in their own little, you know, corners of the world, but, you know, thanks to the power of technology, I was able to link up with Amir and we were able to write this song and really it's a song about, um, friendship, uh, commitment, surviving change and, uh, and the future. And, um, we just, um, we're getting ready to, uh, put together a music video for, for I will. Um, I had, uh, all a bunch of fans and listeners who submitted photos of them and their best friend, and we're going to, um, make, uh, sort of a photo montage music video for the song. And I'm really excited to
3: hopefully be putting that out in the next couple weeks. That's awesome. I, I can't wait to see that Mark. Thank you so much for being with us on this crazy Monday night and, uh, My best to everything that you're doing. Like I said, please keep us up to date with everything so that we can follow along right along with you. Will do. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You have a great rest of your week, Mark. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.
4: Little demons lurking in the shadows. You don't know what's coming round the corner. But neither do I, so I won't patronize. I'll just take this moment to promise you. I will, I will hold on to your hand. I won't let go until we get to the light. Don't say, don't say you're gonna be lonely. Cause I will be right there. To your hand, I won't let go. Lord, when troubles come and you need to find your strength again, I'll pick you up, I'll dust you off, I'll be your friend.
3: Is Mark Ambrosia with I Will. Big thanks to him for being on the show this evening as well as Level Eye. Guys, thank you so much for listening in. Just a reminder that we're going to be partying in Williamstown. All the details are in our events page. We will be having our podcast slash Christmas party Saturday night. If you can make it, we'd sure love to see you there, guys. And uh, until next time, bring back rock and roll. Have a good week, guys. Thank <laughs> you.